we finally have photos of Kristen Stewart as Princess Diana. Is sleeping eight hours a day a capitalistic ploy? This TikToker thinks so. And what the hell is going on with GameStop and Reddit? Tanya Chen stops by to explain it all to us. It's January 27th, 2021. Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Zach Stafford. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. So Casey, can I tell you a personal story that happened last night that is quite traumatic that I never thought would happen in Los Angeles? You already sold me on a personal story, but then also traumatic? I'm in. So last night I was walking back to my car, and I won't get into the details of why I was walking back to my car because it's really not that exciting, but I was walking okay, back okay. to my car, and out in front of me pops a little cat. But as I walked closer to it, it was not a cat, but yet a skunk. <laughs> the skunk who sees me and I see it, we both freak out. And the one thing that that does that I do not do, it, it puts out that gas smell. And I, in the city of Los Angeles at eight o'clock at night, got skunked. And I grew up in Tennessee and never in my life have I ever dealt with a skunk before. So I do not know what 2021 is giving us, but I don't like it. I'm not into it. My clothing stunk. My car stunk and skunks stink. Period. That's did you, all I have, did to you share. have to take a, a tomato juice bath? How does everyone know these random ass things that people take? Someone asked me if I bathed myself in mayo. You're asking tomatoes. No, I took a regular ass shower. And <laughs> <laughs> like, no. Listen, well, I've never been sprayed, but I grew up knowing that you're supposed to get into a bathtub of tomatoes. <laughs> okay. But I think that's hilarious because I've passed by so many skunks. Silver Lake is just filled with them. It is just a smell I've gotten used to. But one knock on wood has never sprayed me. So I kind of love that it happened to you in downtown LA. Oh, no, the, this was an Echo Park so next to downtown LA. So I was up there. Yeah, yeah. I had, yeah, I had just been hitting some tennis balls. That's the context. I was hitting tennis balls. And okay, there we back. go. We found but out why you're walking back to your go. car. It's nothing because it sounds kind of cruisy. Like I wasn't cruising a park or anything. Like I literally was like walking to my car. But yeah, no skunks. That happens in LA. LA and um, I'm not happy about it, but I, I'm going to look past it. I see it as a moment of clarity, a moment uh -huh, of, uh, uh -huh. of just perspective of knowing what uh -huh, I'm grateful for. Uh -huh. And that is not smelling bad. So there we go. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has brought me great joy today. You're welcome. What has, what has also brought me great joy today, which was a little bit surprising to me, is that Kristen Stewart is starring as Princess Diana in the new biopic Spencer, which we know and there are finally photos of how she looks as the title character. So filming has started in Germany and will eventually end in the UK. And she's joined by Timothy Spall, Sally Hawkins, and Sean Harris for the film. And you know what? I was very anti, but you know what? The makeup and hair department did a real good number on her. I, you know, I never, 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 never imagined Kirsten Stewart playing Princess Diana. But I'm not nope. mad today. I'm not particularly upset about it. <laughs> We're going to see how the accent goes <laughs> because, you know, n uh, no shade against Kristen Stewart. It's mostly shade against any American actor who has to do a British accent. So we're going to see how that plays out. But you know what? I'm in the, uh, I'm in the spirit, the time of a good Princess Diana wig and it's all happening <laughs> for us. I do love a cultural moment for Princess Diana. Like she deserves all of it. And I'm just going to sit back and enjoy the content and see what happens. All right, so moving on. Did you know that we aren't actually supposed to sleep eight hours a night? That's right. Lies. <laughs> well, that's right. According to TikToker, not your quirky black friend, humans were meant to be segmented sleepers. Here's what she means by that. 
Humans were supposed to be segmented sleepers, which means we slept in parts. We slept, woke up, then went to sleep again when we felt like it, but <laughs> that didn't really fit in with industrialization, did it? But thanks to Artificial Light and Henry Ford, yes, the Henry Ford, founder of Found on Road Dead, the F-150, all that jazz, we now force ourselves to sleep eight hours, then wake up to go to our nine to fives, which, <laughs> who am I kidding? They're actually eight to sixes. <laughs> Oh, but don't you worry, baby birds, because the sleep economy knows that if you have trouble, you'll just spend $5,000 on a mattress or hundreds in sleeping pills so you can get those precious eight hours. So that statement is sort of misleading. According to Dr. Carly R. R. Weiss, saying that every human needs eight hours of sleep is false. Babies need 14 to 17 hours, and some people only need seven. However, it's been reported that humans in medieval times slept in what was known as a biphasic sleep, which meant splitting the average eight hours into two parts. You can read more about sleep science in Krista Torres' piece. A woman went viral for her explainer on why we shouldn't sleep eight hours at once, and there's some truth to it. I love that it says, like, some people only need seven. And I'm like, okay, I got six last night. Humble brag much? <laughs> I think about this moment when I was a kid, I heard Jennifer Lopez or a young person. I don't know how young I was, but I was young. And Jennifer Lopez says she does not get out of bed to go to work unless she's had six hours of sleep. And that has always been my like thing that I do. Like I will not do anything unless it's been at least six hours. No, that's really smart because let's be real. If you get less than six, your day will not be good. No, because you you know, when you're sleep deprived, you have that weird like sick feeling. You're like, oh, yes. my head hurts. Everything is yes. not in focus. You yeah. feel hungover. Yes, you're hungover. That, I think that's what you're <laughs> describing, Zach. The natural hangover. Not sleeping. Brought to mm -hmm, you by Budweiser. Mm -hmm. Kidding. But <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't know why I picked Budweiser. I have. I don't think I've ever drank a Budweiser in my life. So who knows where that came from? Anyway, nostalgia's coming back because up next we're talking about GameStop and why it has all the money in the world. So you stay tuned right there. SheFit. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. This season, get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Let's go! See every snap from every game with full game replays. What a throw, what a catch! Listen to all the action as it happens with live game audio. Watch the dog, G! Leaping grab Devontae Adams! Plus, watch your team on your time with condensed game replays. Wow! Get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. All right, so staying on the viral theme, we're going to wade into some very uncharted territory for us. 
You might have seen online recently that Wall Street is freaking out about companies like GameStop, AMC, and other brick-and-mortar stores. And apparently it all has something to do with a viral Reddit thread. Cue extreme confusion from the both of us, because as far as I know, neither of us are financial experts. I do not know what stocks are or how they work. I can't even spell stocks, to be honest. So... (laughs) But the one thing I can't spell is meme, M-E-N-E, and we are experts in that. And there are so many memes going on about what's going on with the stock market. So to help us make sense of all of this, from the financial aspects to the memes, we're bringing in BuzzFeed's social news reporter, Tanya Chin. She wrote the piece, Redditor successfully trolling Wall Street tycoons with GameStop stock is now a very good meme. Hi, Tanya. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, guys. Nice to be back. So, seriously... Thank you for being here today because Zach and I need some help. We want to enjoy these memes. Can you break it down for us? Why is everyone talking about GameStop and these other stocks? And if I can jump in, can you define (laughs) what GameStop is? I don't know what this is. Okay. (laughs) And if you can, can you define what stocks are? (laughs) We're like very 101, like preschool level. So thank you. (laughs) Yeah. And and before this, we were joking about how I'm a journalist. So part of my job is cramming information that I then relay and um, condense to something that is readable and reader friendly. So why is everyone talking about GameStop and stocks and hedge funds in Wall Street? Um, well, Because of the pandemic, uh, companies are not doing well financially. GameStop is one of these companies. um, So their stocks have been tanking. And hedge funds were basically betting on their downfall. This is a concept that uh, happens pretty frequently on Wall Street. (laughs) So when Redditors on the subreddit channel um, r slash Wall Street bets got word of this, um, it sounded like they were pretty morally opposed to that idea that, you know, a company was already down on their luck and then, you know, Wall Street tycoons were just kind of kicking them as they were down and trying to make money off of that. Um, So they hatched a plan to basically compel investors um, and people widely to like invest in GameStop and pour a ton of money in. And apparently that was like extremely effective because their stocks began to surge. And it surged pretty wildly that on Tuesday, their shares were priced at like $230. And just to give you some um, context, a year ago, they were priced at $4. (laughs) Wow. Okay, wait, Zach, just to give you context... GameStop is like the blockbuster of video games. Okay, okay, okay. I think I vaguely remember this. So that actually leads me to my next question, Tanya. How did people get tricked into this? Like, I know, I'm not a big gamer, but I know that GameStop, if that's their business model, doesn't everyone just buy everything online? So why would people even be tricked into this? How did that happen? Are you asking, like, why people are investing in GameStop, even though it seems like it's a company that's yeah, like I just said, that's something why I'm very allergic to the stock market because I'm like, that company is not doing well, but how are you making money off of it? Like, like what's happening there? That is a good question. And that might be a question for an economist. Uh, I, I cannot tell you why they continue to be, you know, why they're still afloat. All I can say is like regarding this stunt on Reddit and online right now, um, it sounds like there might be some like impulse to preserve GameStop as like like a blockbuster, like an emotional like um, kind of 
connection people have to the company. Um, I think it's also like a big troll on Wall Street. Um, and I think it's both. It's like they want to protect something that is so near and dear to their hearts. I'm a lot of like Reddit edgelords. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make big <laughs> sweeping um, <laughs> uh, stereotypes about them, but that's what I can imagine is why they felt so compelled to do this for GameStop. And it was, um, yeah, a huge like F you Mm. to I, lo- I love a good f you yes. <laughs> i love being petty okay wait i do have a question to go back to the stocks because that number you said that it used to be worth like around four dollars that's wild so why did the price go up so much so i mean i think basic investing and in, and in basic play in the stock market is that like if a lot of people invest the value goes up all right so like that's why tesla and amazon stocks are so 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 coveted and so high right now so um it probably is a lot more complicated than that <laughs> but <laughs> fundamentally that's how i understand it and that's how it's working right uh-huh. now all right well you know before we jumped on here because i've been googling a lot today to try to understand everything that's happening <laughs> i did find the reddit page and there's been a lot of heartwarming stuff going on there. I have found like people are making lots of money out of nowhere. So what's the background of this page? Has this always existed? Should I have been subscribing to this forever ago to get rich? <laughs> like, is Reddit the, the key to wealth? I didn't know this. <laughs> Again, I don't know if I'm the most equipped to answer that question because I uh, my entry to that page was also this story and, and this big um, sensation happening. It sounds like it's been around for a while and um, it sounds like a page that um, is dominated by millennials and Gen Zers. So not, I guess, typically what we imagine uh, to be faces of the extreme wealth and definitely faces of Wall Street. Um, it's maybe counterculture to what we know of typical uh, stock market culture. And so I think there is a lot of active criticism of kind of structures that are in place right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so one thing that Zach and I do understand uh, are all these memes that are going around and just like tweets because it's so it's so funny. I mean, we I feel like the only stock market meme we had for a while was just stonks, you know, <laughs> like that's what we had. But now we have just like really funny tweets that are like, you know, along the lines of like, imagine if men went to therapy instead of we're on doing Reddit stocks, you know, like I think it's just so funny. Have you seen any like really good ones that you love? Yeah, the memes are hilarious. I think they represent just like, how we feel right now, which is like the chaos of it all. And the fact that this was like a trolley online movement that um, made real life impact um, is very 2021. And the fact that like everyone scrambling to like me scrambling to learn about um, the stock market, which like doesn't really affect people like me because the barrier to entry is so high. And so there's a lot of jokes about that, like the working class trying to empower themselves in this moment um, of like laughing at, you know, the extremely wealthy who may have to pay, like may literally have to pay a huge price for this. Uh, I love this. I love it. Eat eat the rich, y'all. Eat the rich. So, Tanya, you know, at BuzzFeed News, you've been covering the internet and the ways in which we move through the internet for a while. And this made me think a lot about, I remember when the K-pop people were flooding uh, the Trump rallies, the ticketing Um, stuff. Yes. What do you think about this trend of like, we? it feels like people on the internet have like real power, like actually translating. Do you see that in your reporting these days? 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think the, the thing that, um, us reporters need to watch out for a little bit is that like, we can't continue to talk about and, um, represent these groups as just like fringe groups. They have so much power and they have, um, so much influence and they're no longer just like secret societies on the internet. They're like, people who, who live among us, who live on the internet, who are affecting things in real life, in real time. Um, and that is like absolutely what we see more and more. Um, the K-pop Trump stuff is like a great, um, analogy, Zach, to all of this. They have a lot of power and I think we need to take what they do seriously, even though what they do is so trolly and chaotic. So yes. there's something we can enjoy in that, but the consequences are huge. So right now we don't even know how far this is going to go. There are some reports that like the Biden camp is like closely monitoring this to figure out how legal this all was. And mm. I don't want to get into the trenches yeah. of all of that, but this is not just like a one-off uh, incident. This is like the start of not only this like market troll, but like the start of like huge grassroots yeah. movement online. Yeah, I mean, I went and never check. underestimate anyone. <laughs> never, and I went and checked. You know, as we as again as we were preparing for this, we pivoted a whole show to talk about this, so that's why we we're very excited about this. But it was like I went and saw like Kodak. People were trying to like do something with that, and they stopped trading that. They stopped trading a bunch of other companies. So to see that this Reddit group has gotten things pulled off the market is is real power. Like real money is being moved through the global economy right now. Well, I guess it's no longer being moved because people got on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like they've like paused the stock market at times because it just was surging so crazy. Mm. So yeah, the the power I, I would say like it's twofold. Like conceptually, I really like love this as as an idea. Um, I'm a little afraid of it because mm. of how untethered mm -hmm. it is, and um, we're just gonna have to see. <laughs> where things fall, I think. Yes. Well, Tanya, thank you so much for joining us today. I think we all now know 1% about how the stock market works. Um, and I'm excited for the three of us to venture out into the world and learn more <laughs> one day. <laughs> maybe buy a stock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe. Maybe. <laughs> well, that's it for today. Remember to join us tomorrow. And remember, should we all be trusting Reddit with our 401ks? Zach, this is a real question. Should we? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I do think so these days. All right. Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of what you love about BuzzFeed coming to you daily. Peacock streaming new movies every week at PeacockTV.com. We'll have the Twilight Saga. I never felt more alive. Selma. We must march. Plus Bad Boys 1 and 2 and Shrek 1 and 2. It's so good to be home. Tons of blockbuster hits you can't not watch. Sign up at PeacockTV.com. Hey, Lethal listeners. Tig here. Last season on Lethal Lit, you might remember I came to Hollow Falls on a mission. Clearing my Aunt Beth's name and making sure justice was finally served. But... I hadn't counted on a rash of new murders tearing apart the town. My mission put myself and my friends in danger. Though it wasn't all bad. I'm gonna be real with you, Tig. I like you. But now, all signs point to a new serial killer in Hollow Falls. If this game is just starting, 
You better believe I'm gonna win. I'm Tig Torres, and this is Lethal Lit. Catch up on season one of the hit murder mystery podcast, Lethal Lit, a Tig Torres mystery, out now. And then tune in for all new thrills in season two, dropping weekly starting February 9th. Subscribe now to never miss an episode. Listen to Lethal Lit on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Paris Hilton, and this is Trapped in Treatment, a weekly podcast of shocking survivor experiences and stories from an industry plagued by controversy. With my hosts, Caroline Cole and Rebecca Mellinger, we will uncover the truth of one teen treatment facility each season. First up, Provo Canyon School. This one is personal. Listen to Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.